Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trendy news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by my bros in the cave, Cleon Bewley and TJ Hollett. Mic check, one, two, you know what I'm saying, my friends? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No one knows what I'm saying. (laughs) How are you doing, guys? Yes, yes, yes. 9, 10, 11, 12, they would normally follow. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17. Nobody knows where we're gonna go. This is the whole show, by the way, people. We you've got an tu- hour. <laughs> <laughs> you've tuned into County. <laughs> <laughs> One. Ah, ah, ah. Two. Dave. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> David Shingler does County. <laughs> <laughs> David Shingler does all the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Anyway, you're all right. Oh god, man, I'm, I'm not. Good. I'm not too bad. Not too bad. What are we all drinking? Uh, Iron Brew, <laughs> Ribena, full fat or diet? Uh, Iron Brew, Iron Brew Extra Minor. So it's the zero calorie one. Because oh. I didn't realise they did an Iron. Oh, they, they did a diet Iron Brew and this Iron Brew Extra. I, I didn't know there was there, there was two different things. I just picked up the the, the, the zero calorie one. Yeah. Well, what, what's the difference between Diet Pepsi and Pepsi Max exactly? Well, Pepsi Max is... And Pepsi. Pepsi oh, Max is the one with, like, zero calories, zero sugar, zero... It's got fuck all in it. Whereas Diet Pepsi's... Diet, Diet Pepsi's got some, I don't know, something else in it that gives it more calories, but not that many, I think. It's like it's like Diet Coke and uh, Coke Zero. There's there's a difference. One of them, one of them gives I you... Do. Go on. I don't really, oh, I don't really drink any Coke, Pepsi, or anything like that. I'm mainly Ribena, apple well, juice, orange juice, some water. Yeah, I'm... I have become a a big diet Coke drinker. Uh, but like, see, you try to give me uh, Coke Zero, and I'll spit that shit in your face. <laughs> have, you <laughs> <been> going, <laughs> have you been going around windows to care homes drinking diet Coke? But like, try and do the adverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking dun, about care did anybody see that thing? Was it in Japan where that care room guy's gone round slashing people's throats? No. Is that where, actually where, where, a thing? Where, where, where was this? My neighbour was talking to me, and I'm sorry to bring this up on Shingler's List because I've done no research into this. So, David, I don't know if you've got your PC. I'm, I'm on it, I'm on it. Apparently, apparently. Sorry, in... when, when do we fact check anything? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Normally, when you're or talking, apparently... and I want to shout at you. That's right. Yeah. Apparently, in I think Japan, China, somebody's gone on a rampage and slit so many people's throats. That's what the neighbour was saying. I'm sorry. I don't know if this has got any type of truth in it. I've just typed into Google Japan Care Home, and the first result in the automated search was Japan Care Home Massacre. So, yeah. something's gone down. Give us the broad strokes, Dave. See, this is TJ's cultured Japan. Okay, so it looks like this happened a short while ago. There's a news report in in January, but um, going into March, we've got... uh, Oh, yeah, he was sentenced in March, so here we go. Here we go. A Japanese man who killed 19 at Centre for Disabled, sentenced to death. Uh, he fatally stabbed 19 people with disabilities at a care facility where he once worked in 2016. Um, oh, I thought it had gone on recently. Uh, 24 other residents and two care workers were injured in what is one of post-war Japan's worst mass killings. The 30-year-old admitted to the rampage during hearings at Yokohama District Court, but pleaded not guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility, with his lawyers claiming he was suffering from a psychiatric disorder at the time of the attack. He was sentenced to death... You were crazy. He was sentenced to death by hanging, because that's still a thing in 2020. Jesus. Wow. <clears throat> wow! Did you, did you not know that? No, no, I, I, no. I, I yeah, don't know. The, the death penalty still the death penalty by hanging still flies in Japan. Jesus Christ! Wow, that's uh, it. 
and the, the the executes a lot of fucking people as well. Is it? I mean, is it like the snap your neck hanging, or is it like we're just going to lower you down slowly till you can't breathe hanging? I mean, they're both pretty bad. <laughs> like, is it just a I quiet think, tug? I, I, <laughs> Do they just do they just what what put the rope around you gently or is it just a big tug? <laughs> just some dude pulling on the rope like Again, come don't, on. Don't don't quote me on this, but Stop yeah, fucking it is, breathing. It is, I think it's actually um death by asphyxiation. Oh man. Oh, it's the word. slow one. It's the slow one. But, and no um, day, no but, day. Um, they don't stroke your hair. They do it hard. <laughs> but, um, I know I've mentioned, <laughs> I've mentioned it very briefly before on the podcast. But there was the cult that was responsible for the um, for the the metro poisonings, uh, Omshirikiu, and uh, something like a couple of hundred members of the the cult were arrested and sentenced to death. And every year, they executes a couple of dozen of them. They executed the big man himself wow. it, um, a couple of years back. Uh, but yeah, death by death by hanging. See, flies in Japan. That, that is their go-to uh, execution. Fucking hell! Wow, fine. I never knew that. Mm. That's uh, that's 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 that. horrible. That's why um, I behaved myself when I was over there. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I support the death penalty, so it's not as shocking to me. You support the death penalty. Well, yeah, I'd, 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 if, if, should it ever go to referendum, I'd vote to bring the death penalty back to the UK. Oh, okay, okay. Is, mm-hmm. is there a, do, do, a re, any reason behind that? Why, no, like, why you support uh, it, like? Uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, play my part in playing God. <laughs> okay. She <laughs> said, <laughs> 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 yeah, so we now decide who lives and died, and I, and I was partly responsible for making that decision. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I just I, as as a libertarian, uh, you know, I believe that uh, some people's lives are worth more than others, and I believe some people's lives are worth <laughs> nothing at all, and therefore they should stop taking up the precious oxygen that I require. Fair enough. Oh, it's fair right. enough. It's a fair Get, argument, you know. What I mean? you, can't, you can't. Yeah. As long as long as you've got a fair yeah. argument, I can't argue with you. It's fine. I mean, I, I... You, you, you've got to remember that like, we, we, we're currently we're currently living in a world, or especially, like, particularly in a country, where our taxes are paid to keep Ian Watkins alive. Uh. A, a, a child molester that was well, the, that guy, good the guy, molester. the guy from Steps. He wasn't that bad. Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 Currently, we're keeping Ian Watkins alive, a guy that was in steps. No, we're, we're, we're currently keeping Ian Watkins alive, a child molester that was that good at child molestation. You've got to wonder how he had time ever to record an album. Well, because he was doing it all the time. Well, yeah, I do agree with proper, the death penalty. So that's just my take on that. No, well, I'm, I'm not... you probably you probably shouldn't have voted for the conservative conservative because, because because if you get, if you look at Facebook, apparently thirty thousand people in the UK in the past couple of months alone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh. It. It's like, well, it's like oh, this government's useless. This government's evil. Yeah, thirty thousand deaths. It's like the government didn't do that. The virus did. <laughs> hey. Do you know when they, on the government? So, sorry, on the government. When they get thirty thousand, do you reckon like a little notification came up on Boris Johnson's phone saying achievement unlocked? <laughs> like, <laughs> got, a little gold star. Yeah, a little fucking watch. trophy like on his PS4. I don't know how this works. <laughs> oh my god! Get in. Did, well, I, did well, I just make that joke? Six million. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thirty thousand rookie numbers. We need to. We need to up them numbers. Quickly on, steer the ship. Fucking hell. Guys, 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 guys. I know you've got no notes, but I've got a bit of ste- to ship steering because... Uh, not sheep shearing. You've got a bit of sheep, uh, ship steering. Steering. <laughs> sheep shearing. Sheep <laughs> shearing. Ship steering. Anyway, flipping egg. Let's get it on track. Anyway, I've got an idea, guys. Me, me and the missus were talking. What would we do if we were in charge when the virus first hit? So, this is... This see, now, is... When you say, I've had an idea, me and the missus have been talking. I, so, so, some just TJ, I just TJ. I thought, I thought just you, TJ. You, you, you were, you were going to go with, we decided to have an open marriage. <laughs> no, 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 TJ, no. So, anyway, this is the post-election erection. So, this is what we would do if we were in charge. So, 
So, Ashley, so Jodie has chipped in on this, Ashley. She has, yeah. She has, please, yeah. please tell me oh, it, it, she's also included her historically fantastic idea of installing cannons across the coastline just to bomb migrant ships. <laughs> 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 I like that one. It was great. We're not far off, to be quite honest with you. If you want me to be real with it, we're not quite far off. Anyway, so the moment, as you know, we've all created hospitals, haven't we? So Boris Johnson and the government have gone out and they've spent, uh, let's say, billions of pounds on hospitals. Um, the Nightingale, is it, Dave? Um, In London, etc. You know, yeah. all the hospitals that we've gone and built. Yeah, yeah. All these mobile hospitals. So yeah, the the, the emergency um, intensive care hospitals, the Nightingale hospitals across the country, that so far have treated about three people. So <laughs> Jody Jody interpreted that into what has now been called lovingly the floating Nightingale. So the floating Nightingale is basically a hospital that goes around the coast of England. So it's a huge. <laughs> It's a huge boat, in essence. Um, and everybody who gets tested in England that is tested positive with coronavirus goes onto the boat and moves into different phases of the boat. <laughs> and they'll now, be bombing from the coast. <laughs> now, if, unfortunately, if, unfortunately, the person on the who dies of the coronavirus, then they will be thrown overboard. Um, and the ones who then come through to the to come through the virus, they will be allowed off the boat. So they will be allowed in the different phase of the boat. So there's the front of the boat and the back of the boat, and then the hospitals in the middle. So if you've got it, you're in the front of the boat. Then you move to the hospital if you go seriously, and then if you actually recover, you move to the back of the boat where you get moved off into the English Isles. Right, but what if you get picked up in say? Inverness. Yeah. And then they kick you off in Dover. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not really a problem that we're facing. We'll just drop them back off here. We'll just they just get off the boat. It's quite simple. We can move them around from various ports. It's quite easy. It's quite easy. So Yeah. And also we decided to look at the what's been now lovingly described as the Flu Klux Klan. Oh, yes, they've yes. descended onto England. Yeah, they've uh, they've um, infiltrated. Let's let's say <laughs> all thirty of them. So, <laughs> so the government will issue a special stamp to the Flu Klux Klan. That stamp will go on said forehead and will disintegrate or wear out like a henna tattoo, maybe um, after eight months. So that'll be roughly when this is all over. So their special tattoo will just have a word of a D or a letter D on their forehead. Why not a little um, gold star uh, just on the on the lapel that they're required to wear at, at all no. times for, for, for like, very different political opinions? Like, you know, in... <laughs> I think, like I think in, someone tried that out once. Like I think in it's Red Dwarf. Well, I remember it. <laughs> No, TJ, like in Red Dwarf, you know where uh, Rimmer's, Rimmer's got the H for hologram. H for hologram. Yeah, they'll have D for dickhead. <laughs> so that brings us on to our next pressing and urgent matter, which needs to be addressed for the gentlemen of Parliament and Shingler's list. Um, and it's a big problem. It's Nicola fucking Sturgeon. What the <laughs> fuck is Nicola, Nicola fucking Sturgeon? Sturgeon? I'm not being nasty. I mean, why? I mean, let's why? be honest. Just keep the country. I mean, why? I mean, why, Nicola Sturgeon? Just listen to this, Dave. She's a fucking more. Listen, she's kept the country on lockdown only to go on television next tomorrow, I think it is, to go, oh, we're going to release it early. Now, what's Mini McFucking Mouse? It's okay to talk bollock about England's death rate being 30 cash. Basically, do you know what Scotland's death rate is during this coronavirus, Dave? Go on. So England's what? 33? Uh, I'll pull Probably it up now. I haven't, I haven't watched the briefing today, so uh, let me just pull it up we're, now. We're, we're around the 30 cash, let's be honest. Scotland... Does that, does that, does that include the Brit, all, the, all the British Isles or just England? Just England. Right. So 60 million. 
we're around 30k each. Now, Scotland death rate is 14.5k. Sorry, Scotland is 14.5k. No, that's confirmed. So, that's confirmed cases, isn't it? No, it's confirmed deaths. Oh, I'm not now, sure Scotland, about that. That's a lot. I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not being nasty. Scotland's got basically three sheep, two cows, a bunch of ginger people and a fucking Loch Ness monster. That's basically Scotland. And they've got half the numbers of England with a population. And Mini McFucking Mouse, or Mini McFucking Mighty Mouse, is going off shooting a horn. I'm not being nasty. She's like a little female version of Hitler. I'm serious. Oh, driving Dave, me crazy. Dave, citation needed. Citation needed, Dave. Can we do some fact-checking? I'm, I'm looking it up now, yeah. I'm just trying to get the thing. Um, so, confirmed cases. It's just... Uh, why is but just put Scotland deaths, coronavirus in Google. Guardian. All my information seems to be coming from the pissing Guardian tonight. Um... Yeah, it's it came up on uh, it's it's coming up on like Google News that um, she's announced that she's going to start easing lockdown. Um, so that's like what say seven days in it since Boris said. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so she just dug her heels in. Um, right, cases per. Why ain't it giving me the fucking numbers here? It's just giving me a bastard picture. Google. How many deaths in Scotland from coronavirus? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've done that, Cleon. I'm not an amateur, mate. I'm just, uh, I'm waiting for it to come <laughs> up. Like, Jesus wept. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry, cheers, Cleon, for that. I was asking Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> and the only results I'm getting is, I'm I mean, Googling this. <laughs> you're all right while well, Dave fact-checking this. I mean, does anyone know what's going on? Who's driving the fucking bus? I mean, Boris, making Boris, a... is, Boris is always driving the bus. So the problem oh, was that Boris, Boris, Boris was, get, was was looking to, you know, we call it easy lockdown. It's not really easy lockdown, is it? All he's doing is basically sending people back to work. We're still not allowed to, uh, you know, have picnics. We're not allowed to have picnics. Um, but then, obviously, so you had the nations of Scotland, Ireland and, and Wales all saying, well, you know, we, 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 we haven't been consulted on this. We, we don't agree with this. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, it's well, not really up to you. It's under, not, it's under not my, really up to you, is it? Under my government, we would have had uh, what, can be, what can be called the, the floating nightingale, Project Nightingale. We'd have four of them around the British Isles and there would be no such thing as lockdown. I would how, completely how, ignore how it. Big, how big does, would this boat need be? Not very big. Pretty, yeah, well. Just the general destroyers. Right. What what I'm getting here is... I've it's got been a, sunny as well. Put them on the raft. I've got a breakdown. This is, now, this, is, um, this was published today. Um, and this is a breakdown of confirmed cases. Um, so, uh, confirmed UK cases is 233,151. New cases... 3,446 and UK deaths 33,614 now um, they, they don't seem to be publishing individual country deaths but the cases in Scotland is 14,117 which is why I think the figure you gave Cleon might be wrong no it's, no, it's deaths Fucking <laughs> in. No. Um, no, it's death. Nickel fucking staging is a stupid Dave, Hitler effort. Shout at him. However, <laughs> however, for some reason... Shut up, TJ. <laughs> for some reason, I've got a number here. Um, that, I mean, this is just in Google results. This is just in the in the COVID-19 alert results. <laughs> um, so 100... Let me just check that on... 130... Right, okay. So this is a little bit out of date. This might be a couple of days out of date. Um, but it's giving England deaths at 27,000. Um, but he isn't listing deaths for the rest of the UK. So, you know, there's... A, so there's, there's 6,000 six yeah, of all nations. There's, there's going to be about yeah, six 7,000 between the rest of them. Um, so, to, to my knowledge, Ireland had the least, then Wales, then Scotland, then us. Well, the amount of cases um, in... In terms of deaths. 
Yeah, probably. Well, that makes sense because of population sizes. Yeah. The amount of cases yeah. in Northern Ireland from today is 4,291. Uh, they've only got three... They've only got three leprechauns. <laughs> um, two pots of gold and three pubs. Very, very quickly, just um, uh, cutting away from the numbers and whatnot. I've just heard the ice cream man in uh, in in my street. Is that allowed? <laughs> you can get you can get an ice cream. I'm not going to go get one. No, but is he allowed to oh. trade? Is that is that? Can he social distance with, so. with ice cream? Right, okay. so I don't if, 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 we, if we go back to the flowchart, <laughs> um, does he work? Yes. Can he work from home? Mm. Uh, <laughs> can, can, can he socially distance? I mean, can, can you... I, I imagine if he gets like a, a like stick. A, like a letter picker. Um, Pass the cones yeah. out with, like... <laughs> So maybe, maybe. Mm, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this, though. With all these parents kicking off about whether or not they're sending the kids back to school, um, how, how many how many are kicking off about whether or not they can have an ice cream? Yeah. How many of them kicked off about going for a picnic? Uh, so just, just on that, obviously, with you two obviously both having sprogs, uh, where do you, what's your opinion on potentially kids going back to school as of June the 1st. Well, I haven't really had to give it that much thought because mine don't fall into the categories of them going back. Um, so as far as I'm aware, they won't be going back at all. But I've had a couple of friends contact me because they've received correspondence from the schools saying because their children fall into the, the age brackets where they, they're meant to be going back. <clears throat> and they legitimately don't know what to do for the best. Um, now, me personally, after thrashing it out with them, having a chat, you know, asking the questions and whatnot, I don't. No, I, I still don't really know, but I'd be, I'd be very tempted because I just think, you know, there's, there's six weeks left uh, from June the first. There's six weeks, or maybe even five weeks left mm. of school, and I'm just thinking, what's going to benefit them? What's going to benefit the child? for five weeks going back to school that they can't do from home as long as you are in a position to school them from home. I mean, if you've got to go back to work, then, you know, fair enough, yeah, maybe. But I think if you're in a position where you can keep them at home and school them at home, then I'd be very tempted to say, you know what, no, they're, they're not going back. Um, we'll see you in September. Because a lot, yeah. a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of people that, you know, again, on the Twitter sphere, on Facebook, which is the worst place to fucking be at the minute, um, their their attitudes towards the potential of sending the kids back to school as of June the 1st are like, oh, no, the government only care about people getting back to work. They don't care about yeah. children's safety, this, that, and the other. Yeah. It. And it's kind, yeah, of like, it's kind of like... I don't, I, it I'm does like, seem well, a bit not, that way, that, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of disagree. Because I've, I've been... I've, I've looked at it objectively. and obviously the, What's the, the millennial look at it? Well, again, obviously, I'm not your typical millennial, am I? Because I've, I've, I'm basically a Tory now, by default. You say. I've never voted for the Conservatives in my entire life. And I've you been branded say, oh, a, You're still a millennial. I've been branded a Conservative just because I didn't suck Corbyn's dick. Uh, so it's, it's one of them. Um, so the, the, the years in Sembach are obviously the years that have got sort of major exams uh, sort of imminent. And they're saying it's important for them to go back to get that face-to-face -face classroom time with their teachers pre, you know, no, it's pre, not. pre pre exams. No, and... It's not. It's not. Like with my household, I've got a four and a six-year-old, and I think it's either Bo's got Bo Bo's year can go back, but Ethan's year can't. So Ethan's year can go back, and Bo's year can't. And first years are also wanting them to go back. And what what's the point? Is, Apparently, because apparently, obviously, if 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 you are starting school for the first time, that is a major shift in your sort of lifestyle. You've gone from being at home pretty much for since you were born to now every day you go to school for the next ten years. That is a major shift in a dynamic. If it's yeah. been in school for two life. years, dude. But is it what years? As far as I was aware, it was year one. It's years... it's nursery reception year one and year six. They're the so ones you've got that are nursery go reception then year one. Yeah, nursery so, reception year one year six. So 
so nursery so after September, nursery will be in reception. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Reception, reception will be in year, year one. Going into year one. Yeah. And then year sixes will be going to high school. Going to high school. Yeah. Unless you do that right, weird so middle means... school thing that some people still do. So the year sixes, are they are they yet to sit their sats? They won't be sitting sats. The sats are done, cancelled, aren't they? So cancelled. So, yeah, year, so the year, sats have been cancelled. Year, yeah. year sixes would have been doing sats this time. All all exams, TJ, have been cancelled. They're all done. All not no exams whatsoever have happened at all. Nothing. So if the, if the sats have been cancelled, how are they looking to place children in high school in the hierarchy? It'll be ability. It'll be on. Well, I mean, the sats height. Oh, the sat yeah height weight um, <laughs> skin tone. Um, the the um, the sats only play one part in it anyway. He goes on like you know the, their abilities in the classroom and, and the work that they've produced, um, you know, throughout primary and junior school. And they do they get individually assessed um, as they enter high school as well. So the high schools will do their own um, internal. Uh, assessments, you know, f- through observation and and maybe through tests as well as the year goes on, and they can move the children around till they get them where they need to be. The sats are only one one piece of the puzzle, um, and uh, so you take them away, and yeah, it, it doesn't really matter um, as as far as I'm concerned. Well, anyway, it doesn't really matter because you can you can be like a perfect student in school, but be awful at exams. Um, and I, I know I know a couple of people that are like that. They absolutely rubbish when it comes to sitting tests. Um, but when it comes to doing the actual hands-on practical work, uh, fantastic. And uh, one of my best mates that happened to him, going, coming from primary school to high school, completely failed his his uh, his um, sats, his year six sats. He got put in a, a lower. Uh, lower ability class in year seven um, and he was just smashing all the work with no he wasn't he just wasn't um um troubling him at all the work was was simple so in year eight bang he straight up into the one of the top sets um like i say the sats are only one piece of the puzzle it's the same with me i'm doing the the music degree and the module that i've done this time should have had an exam in june that's been cancelled um but the, the the university have come up with um, a, a way now of, of assessing the module, which is based on the individual assessments that you've been doing throughout the entire module, feedback from the tutor, um, and then they, they're going to go back, like I think it's like three years, and assess the, um, you know, a person who received a certain mark on assessments throughout the year, compare that with the mark they got on the exam, come up with like an average grade over thousands of, uh, of pieces of data to then give us our module results um, there there are other ways of doing it and like i say the exam's just just one little piece of the puzzle okay so exams aside then obviously the years that are going back proposed to be going back are years that are going to be moving on to different schools so i mean you can definitely see the benefit in them them, them returning to school just for that transition if, if nothing else yeah because they're sort of towards the end of the year that's been massively disrupted and then if the next time they return to education is in a completely different environment mm-hmm. again free for, for a young person that can be quite jarring yeah yeah so i can get de- so again it's, if we have to take the exams aside in that case then there's still i can definitely still see the, the, the benefit in returning to 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 school for a short period of time to sort of get back to sort of that try and get back into that routine, even if that routine is then going to be disrupted by the six weeks holidays. But then, but the the thing that's bothering me is obviously the people that are, are, are sort of, again, if you're a parent that's concerned about the safety, I kind of get that. But I feel it's kind of a feelings over facts kind of attitude a lot of people are taking. Yeah. They're not looking objectively about it, the actual potential danger of, of a child returning to school. Children are the, the least affected by the pandemic, like by by a yard and a mile. If anything, mm-hmm. the, the most danger is going to be to the teachers. And again, it's only if it's a particularly older teacher that, again, there's, there's, there's going to be an issue. Um, Rob Barnes knows a, a, a nursery school teacher, and she's been told upon returning to school for six weeks, effectively, they're, they're asking her to effectively self-isolate against when going back in, in sort of socially at home if she's returning to to work with children and the school board are saying it's to protect the families 
But how is it to protect the families when the most the, the person that's most likely to give anyone corona is the child anyway? Because yeah. children are disgusting. So <laughs> the argument should the, the, the argument should be: Listen, you're going to be around children that are probably going to give you coronavirus. We recommend you don't spend time with your friends and family because you'll pass it on. Well, my take is on it. I've got two kids, and one of them can go back to school, or the other can't. I can't remember which one at the moment. And quite frankly, if I'm off work, I don't see the point in them going back to school. I don't really see the point in sending them back to school if I'm off work mm. for five weeks. I at think that age, I don't see the point. I think if I um, if if one of the one of the kids was in like year six and they were transitioning into high school. I would like them to have some kind of of time with um, the teachers from the high school more than the primary school to give them, you know, yeah, like, like what you said to you. Know there's I mean? no real. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't get that in normally anyway. Yeah, I mean, you, would, both... you would because they do they do um, transition days to the to the schools. So if you're in year six going into year seven, you normally spend one at least one sometimes more than one day in the high school uh, and they do like them transition yeah, days i never thought that yeah i, mean, I think so, i'm pretty certain it was it was 3 days for um um my eldest when he did if no, i swear it was, it was seen, he, he had 3 I've not, days I've not, I've not been in school in 15 years so uh, mm. like so like i mean my daughter my daughter's learning about shakespeare and everything at this moment in time <laughs> she wouldn't do that in school she wants to learn about Winston Churchill in school. She wants to learn about William Shakespeare. She wants to learn about Edison. She wants to learn about all that in school. So I, I'm quite fine, really. I don't see the point in. There's a risk, and I don't. There's no point in just taking that very, even if it's a very small margin of risk. It's an overblown risk. If I'm off work, why take even a one percent risk? Yeah. Have you seen that circling on social media, the picture of the House of Commons at the minute, saying, when this room is full, this is when I'll send my kids back to school? Yeah. Have you seen that? It's kind of like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but then if you look at who's more likely to die of coronavirus... Oh, <laughs> oh but, no, but no, then, no, 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 no. Having my... said that, Jacob Rees-Mogg, super Tory, has turned around in Parliament and said the same thing. He's yeah. saying, we're sending kids back to school on June the 1st, where are my colleagues? I want them back in this room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, not because of uh, any stance or any stand that I've made towards anything. There's no placard or banner going on here. It's just if there's a one percent chance of risk, if I take let her go there, and then it's fair enough, my daughter goes to school. Then do I have to self isolate for fourteen days because well, that, she's that, going to school that, that, that and mixing thing, with other people? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's. That, that, that so is, then I'd have to self-isolate yeah. for those Some, 14 days as well. So Something happened in, in I believe it was Brighton, about a week ago, um, where one person, it was obviously the, they were um, uh, child, the children of key workers who were in school. Um, I don't remember the, mm. ex, the exact numbers, but I, I read about it a couple of days ago. But one, one person, whether it be a teacher or a child, I don't remember, um, tested positive for COVID-19. So... All of the children had to come away, come out of the school, which in turn yeah. meant the parents then had to couldn't go to work because all the parents had to isolate. Mm-hmm. The teachers that this person had been in contact with all had to come away from the school and isolate. Their family had to isolate, and like one person in that school testing positive for COVID nineteen affected in the region of about two hundred people who all had to go yeah. and, and isolate. And that, that's kind of the thing you're looking at. It's only going to take when all the kids start returning in June um, because it's not just the children of of, um, of key workers. It's it's full year groups, you know what I mean? One, yeah, yeah. What is that? That's four, four full year groups that are going back. It's only going to take one person to test positive for COVID-19 for, from all them people for every single person and everybody that comes into contact with them to then have to isolate for 14 days. Um, mm mm-hmm. I understand why they're doing it, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we've got to get back to normal at some point. 
when do we get back to normal? You know what I mean? Well, I'm super impressed I've with got a plan. super impressed with um, with the, the the furlough scheme being continued at eighty percent until October. Super impressed with that, but it's yep. not sustainable. You can't keep doing it, and unfortunately, oh, Dave, shut up! I've got a hammock. <laughs> unfortunately, and unfortunately, you ever planning on going back to work, Cleon? No. <laughs> um, no, I've got a hammock. I've got a hammock. I've got airbuds. I'm playing Bob Marley. I've got a gin. It's a lovely time. <laughs> I'm bored out of my mind, TJ. <laughs> the thing is, unfortunately, it's not sustainable, and you've but you've you've got the the risk. It, oh, it's so bloody difficult. You know what I mean. You've got to try. You've got to try and get it right. And I don't think you can get it right. You've got to try and get that balance of getting the economy back on its feet and people not dying as much as they are now. But where do you? I, I agree. Where do you I draw agree, the line? But I draw the line on. I'm not rushing. Let everybody <laughs> else rush first. I I don't want to be first over that mountain. If you don't mind. Just just in case there's a pile of dead bodies at the other side. Yeah, let's be quite honest with you. Oh, I'm come in the bodies now. I'm quite happy to sit back, watch everybody go crazy for KFC, watch everybody go crazy for McDonald's, oh, man, then see if there's a second wave, then see ridiculous. if there's a second wave. Has he taken advantage of any of the uh, of any of the places that have reopened? No, no I have been no. for I have been for a Starbucks. Oh, oh. no, I haven't. Dude, I, I saw um, somebody. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. Somebody on my Facebook feed uh, videoed the queue for Starbucks, and now it was literally backing out of the car park and backing down to the fucking roundabout oh, um, for, for Starbucks. I'm like, I mean, I, I love a coffee. I, I really fucking love a coffee, but not that much. I've got, I've got coffee in the cupboard. I just made one. Yeah. Got... Well, I think it, I think it was last week when KFC opened in in um, Festival Park. Someone put on Snapchat the Q for it, and I was like, "Is it really worth it, fam, to be in that queue?" But then yes. I heard about obviously Starbucks reopened, and the queue was like around the car park. So then we went up on the the day after, and literally it was like three or four cars in front of us. It's like um, a normal well, we day. Like... Have to wait though, so literally we just we just like sailed through. But like I tell you what, I didn't think I'd ever miss. This is the weirdest thing. The gay as they come lads that works at Starbucks <laughs> on the drive through. Hi, welcome to Starbucks. What can I get you? I'm like, oh my god, I've missed you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave over. I'm like, I've missed him. <laughs> like, can we get anything else for you? I'm like, yeah, can I have a dog? Yeah, I just want some contact. <laughs> so yeah, then we went down to Westport Lake and drunk uh, Starbucks. It was cool. Cool. Cool day, bro. Cool day, bro. Um, I, I mean, uh, you know me. I, I love a frappe. I love a frappe. I love I'd, a frappe. I'd murder one, but not that much. Just I'm, I'm all right for no. a bit. Of, like, plus. So that was that I've, was sort of gone. Sorry, I'm just saying. Plus, I've saved a fuck ton of money by not having places like that open. I haven't been able to have a cheeky macas when I can't be asked to do any dinner. You know what I mean? I haven't been able just yeah, to pop to Costa. You know what I mean? I've saved talk, loads of money. Let's talk about money, right? I oh. am flush right now so obviously i did um... you're only going to spend it on caviar <laughs> so fucking um i got paid obviously just before we went into lockdown then like fucking yeah. four days after i went into lockdown um i start started at tesco and did stupid fucking hours for the first few weeks i was there then yeah. got paid a fucking wedge last payday right then on last payday, I got my redundancy check through, which I've just paid in, right? And because I've been spending less money, I've still got half my wages of that wedge left. <laughs> yes. I've just paid my redundancy in. And then obviously, well, now I've, I've now finished Tesco, uh, and I get paid about three weeks of that this coming payday. And as of next week, well, I say next week, the week after, my life should be returning back to normal, more or less, because I'm going back into insurance. Wee. Well yeah, done, get, a, get, a, get a phone call from an old friend I worked with a few years ago. It's like, Mr. Hall, it's like, Mr. Ball, how's he going? He's like, I'm very well. I've spoken to our friend, Mr. Foxhall. Well, have you? He was, yeah, he uh, told me that uh, you'll, you're looking, you'll be looking for employment shortly. That's very true, Mr. Ball. What can I do for you? Let's cut the small talk, Mr. Hall. Uh, I'm putting together a team. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, 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 just, oh. I understand you. I, 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 if, I recall, if I recall, you've got the skills required uh, that I, I require on this team. 
I'm like, that's probably that's, that's probably very likely, Mr. Bell. So what do I need? Is I just I just need a CV and a cover letter for you. We'll get you in and we'll get things rolling. So yeah, so yeah, last my last getting back to normal, which is super. No, it's working, oh, brilliant. It's and, nice you ended the call with Bell. And the thing is, um, <laughs> the thing is as well, like it's just. I mean, I, I'm proper chuffed for you, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it was proper shit luck that you got made redundant. But, you know, you had a couple of days of fucking dealing with it. And straight away, you just went and got a job. It wasn't a case of, oh, I need to get a job doing this or doing that. It was, I need to get a fucking job. You went and got a job. You worked the job. You did moan a bit first. You did moan and you have, you have, you really wanted all I the attention. Stop moaning. I haven't stopped moaning. You wanted all you the attention on, on social media for it and you wanted, I mean, I did go out and I took a saucepan and a wooden spoon and I ate it for you last Thursday on my doorstep, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, but did you see, did you see what John, John Bowman did on VE Day? No, no. Got a Tesco bag, tied it to a. a, a oh, um, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Tied it, tied it to a broom, waved it like a flag, and saluted all the Tesco workers. The oh, real my heroes. Days. The real heroes. On VE Day. <laughs> On VE Day. What a ballad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and at least two other colleagues really appreciated that, Cleon. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, have we got any? Have we got any uh, fire in the cave? No, we haven't. I'm busy putting the cover letter. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll tell you what we have got though. Right? Is uh, so you know. I'm wow. A... <laughs> Are you wow, telling me I've, I've wow. switched my tablet on for no fucking sorry. reason? Is that what you're saying? I dropped. I, I dropped the wow. Ball <laughs> you dropped the ball. You never even, what the? Wow, TJ. Wow. Should we just make I'm it up? Should nasty. we just do fake news? No, no, TJ. No, TJ. <laughs> TJ, be quiet for a second. Be quiet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, subscribers. I do apologize. I, look, I apologize on behalf of Mr. TJ Hart at this mo- at this moment because, quite, quite frankly, he has delivered a piss poor, piss poor results. <laughs> piss poor on fire in the cave by not even having a note not one note well i'm sorry but if, but if those no preparation also tj be quiet Tesco, right? tj then... be quiet <laughs> tj be quiet he's got time to watch john about ba- john barrowmau john whoever john, john saluting a tj saluting a tesco to carry a bag but he hasn't got time for fire in the cave david there's got to be a fine or a forfeit or something. This is disgusting. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted, Dave. Um, I, I'm shocked. I'm appalled. Well, I was just I was singing his praises, just like so. I feel. A I, little, I do feel a little bit bad if I if I punish him now because you know the lad has had, he's had to do a little bit of work for once in his life, and you know what I mean. I think we'll be... I have. Oh, I'm sick I've of this. I'm sick of this, Dave. No, no, Dave. I'm the sick amount, of this. I'm the amount of, of the amount shocking. of broccoli he's had to put in baskets over the last six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he has one I job. Stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. Any, anybody, or, anybody ordering fresh veg I had to pick, it was getting off sale. It's like, it's like, you want a banana, do you? We haven't got any. We haven't got no bananas. bananas. I'm yeah, not being nasty. Eating TJ. the banana, just fucking, no, I'm eating it so you can fuck off. <laughs> TJ, TJ, you had one job. I hope you've got something good to recover by. Hey, go. You, you know what? No, go on, go on, go on. Have you got go, something? Go, go, go. He's got something to recover by. Wait, 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 wait. Well, um, so <laughs> I actually stopped the podcast uh, 18 months ago. I actually stopped listening to podcasts because it depressed me a bit that everyone was doing the thing that I wanted to do. Uh, oh. So then when we got back into podcasting again, I've been starting listening to podcasts again, specifically Joe Rogan and the Doug Sano podcast, my two favourite podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've listened to uh, the one of the most recent Joe Rogans, and he had a, uh, she, she said she was a doctor, but then did um, qualify that by advising she's not a doctor of medicine. I don't know what she's a doctor of. Was it uh, but she's, Ronda uh, she Patrick? She to be in, in, in nutrition and, vit- and vitamin. Expert, have you listened to this one, Dave? Is it Ronda Patrick, isn't it? I've, I've watched, I watched about 10 minutes of it, but I've said this about Joe Rogan podcasts before. They're all like a day long, so it's yeah. like you've got you've to get your slippers on and get your blankets out and yeah, get yourself I'm a flask. It's like... <laughs> no, he was not like one of the first people I went to when I started to listen to podcasts. They're, bri- they're brilliant shows. I mean? He's a, he's, he's a big name in podcasting, isn't he? Oh, I know. I oh, he's the biggest. To him. I don't listen it's the to big, him it's, anymore. It's the biggest podcast in the world. 
the Joe Rogan Experience. It's the biggest in the world. He makes so much fucking money from it. It's crazy. Um, but no, I haven't watched Ronda Patrick yet. So, obviously, I went in thinking this is going to be a whole lot of bullshit because she's basically a vitamin salesperson. But then so they, were, they were talking about uh, vitamin D. But then they were talking about, obviously, uh, how it relates to corona. I'm like, fucking this, this, this is, this is going to be a tedious link, Clark. But she was explaining that vitamin D actually uh, in the body uh, actually converts into an actual hormone that actually affects yeah. directly your genetics. So let's uh, see why vitamin D is so uh, important. And then she was, saying that, she was saying in the Philippines, 96% of the fatalities, um, I don't know how they found this out, because it seems like... Um, it seems like a, a bit of an irresponsible to like to test for this. But apparently, ninety six percent of the fatalities from COVID nineteen in the Philippines were all vitamin D deficient. And mm-hmm. then they were, and then she was saying they needed the D. They did, they did need the D. And then they were saying, obviously, you know, uh, on to down to a genetic point. Obviously, why this may be, why the virus may be affecting uh, people from black communities more across Europe than it is native Europeans. And obviously, it comes down to obviously the reason why some people are black and some people are white is to obviously uh, regulate your vitamin D intake. You uh, genetically are from a place in the world that has a great deal of sunlight. Yeah, your skin has become darker, so you take in less vitamin D because there's a lot more vitamin D available. If yeah. you're somewhere that traditionally has less sunlight, like Europe, your skin is a lot lighter, so you can take in more vitamin D because there's less sunlight available. So yeah. what she's saying is, is obviously the when because obviously the, it appears that um, the what they call it, the BAME, the Black Asian Minority Ethnic Communities across Europe, uh, appear to have become uh, more susceptible to COVID nineteen, and they say the possibility for that is, is they're actually uh, because they're because they're black basically, in Europe they're getting a lot less vitamin D because of their skin color because of the the, the genetics than white Europeans. Drink so, some orange juice. So they, and they're saying that obviously, generally speaking, the great, a great amount of a lot of people around the world are actually vitamin D deficient. Um, but they're saying that obviously, with vitamin D being, it's actually a, a home, it actually actively converts into a hormone, so so forth. It affects um, your genetics and everything. They say it's it's so vitally important. So at, at first, I was like, okay, this is just a vitamin salesman. This is going to be a lot of bullshit. But then, obviously, the this is dropping these facts up. I'm like, there's, 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 there's something to think about here. Mm-hmm. But, it's like, but at this point, this information is fucking useless. Because if we knew about this 12 months ago, we could have all started getting on the vitamin D, and we may have, you know, been less susceptible to COVID-19. As it is, we're pretty much all uh, vitamin D uh, deficient, and finding out about it now isn't going to do a great deal, isn't a great deal of help. But I still thought it was like, absolutely fascinating that obviously the, it could be something as as the vitamin D that uh, obviously could, could play such a major impact. And then I was thinking about what Donald Trump said about is oh, get, no. a way of getting sunlight into the body. So it turns out Donald Trump may have been may have been a fucking genius on this without even realizing it. He may have been right the entire time, completely by accident. <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about a hero that has stepped forward and somebody who's going to knock Donald Trump completely off his perch. He's weighed in politically this week as Mr. Barack Obama. And he's, here he comes he's, to he's, kick Trump out of the window. He's he saved two terms. He can't do anything. Nobody's turning up with Joe Biden. But Joe Biden's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> and probably has Alzheimer's. Well, I think uh, Trump's on his way out now. I don't think so. No. He's walk the next election. As, mu- as much as I'd, as much as I'd like him to be on the way out, he's not going to be. I don't. He's not going to be on the way out. Um, he'll get voted back in because it's a popularity competition. That's what it is, and he's popular. He's popular well, with people. We'll see. We'll see after this turn and Barack Obama <clears> gets behind somebody and he will be getting behind somebody to go after Trump. He's actively came out and said it now. I think he'll be searching for that frantically now, Dave. Uh, Barack Obama has come out and he's... What did he say about it? What did he say? They've handled it 
abysmally. Um, the curtain has been unveiled on the show. Uh, something along those lines. It's not very. He's, it's he's not probably, very he's, supportive. He's terms. probably right. And normally, um, a, um... an absolute chaotic disaster, and we'll go one further. Um, yeah, Trump and Boris. I don't think in this type of scenario are very good or fit for this position right now. I think it's been handled terribly. It's just my take on it, and that's just because you brought Trump into it. I think the aftermath has been dealt with terribly, and I think that all the messages have been completely nuts. I, <laughs> I too, um, and I, I know I've said this a couple of weeks ago, apart from financially, um, and I know there's going to be people that disagree with me on that, because I know there's, yeah. there's people who, who are in completely different situations to me, but I think financially it's been handled great. Um, yes. but you know, with regards to containing the virus and this, that, and the other, um, I, I, I do think it's appalling. I think it's absolutely appalling how it's been handled. But I also don't have the answers as to how it could be handled any different. I genuinely oh, I do don't have. know, and I don't think I, I, I don't know if anybody else could have done it. Could they have done a better job? I don't know. I New, mean, New Zealand seems to have mean... done pretty well, but. I mean, up to his last speech. <clears throat> I don't mean anything previous to that. I mean, his pre his last speech was kind of stay in, but go out, go out, but stay in, have a good time, but don't go out, but adhere to social distancing, but it's, go out. Like I said, and then it, now it just followed- the schools are opening on the first. It's like where, what, what, what's going on? Why not just say open? Because that's kind of the attitude of everybody. Have you been out at the moment? Uh, yeah, I went out today, and it, um, <clears throat> I went to um, B and M, and it's like it was just a normal day in there. Um, yeah. um, food warehouse was the same. It was just like it was a normal day. I got in and out as fast as I could. Um, there was a guy on the door that was meant to be, you know, stopping so many customers coming in like they've got on at the supermarkets, but he wasn't even paying attention. People were just going in, no. coming out. Um, the the aisles were full. Um, yeah, it, literally. But the, the, th- as the week's gone on, I've noticed when I've been going out. Um, I've been exercising a little bit more this week, not because we're allowed to exercise a bit more, because I'm fat, and yeah. um, and but I've noticed that there's just more and more people out. There's more and more cars on the road, um, and I get that it's because people may have returned to work because he said, okay, go if you can go to work, go to work. Um, if you well, if you can't work from home, go to work. Um, and I get that's why there might be more traffic on the road and whatnot, uh, but it just seems to be like people have gone, okay, we're all going back to normal. And yes. I don't, I don't like it. I, you know, I've, I literally, I'm, I've done exactly the same as what I've been doing for the last. How long's it been now? Seven weeks, eight weeks. Um, I've, I've gone Something out, like. gone out for the essential shop. Um, <clears throat> I've gone out, and nine times out of ten, my essential shop is also my, you know, daily walk as well, or my daily bit of fresh air. I don't have two separate trips. Um, I've been running in the morning, get up, get that done as early as possible, come back. Um, I only run for half an hour, um, and you know if I have to go out to the shop, go out to the shop, and then just come home and stay at home. That I've not changed anything uh, that I've been doing. Mm. But you know, going out and seeing a lot of people. I, I went out for a run the other morning. I've never seen so many people walking dogs yeah. in the park. I've never seen that many people in that park. It's it's a tiny park, and nobody it's goes mad, there. It? it was full. I went well, out with the kids. I've never seen this many people out in a park. It's like, what the hell is everybody doing? Well, actually, and I'll tell you another thing, TJ. I'll tell you on. another thing. These new bike riders, I tell you now, I'm going to be walking across the nature reserve and somebody, why Why are men, just why, why men? Right, I, I, right sorry about this. I've just thought about it. Why are men buying £5,000 bikes a massive helmet, all the lycra and everything else, and just driving on a bike up and down a nature reserve path. Mid-life crisis? Yeah, middle-aged man in lycra. Get on the road. <laughs> Why are you on a footpath? 
you're not on a mountain bike. You're on a you're on a race a ro- bike. A road bike. Yeah. Get on the road. You're flying at about twenty five mile an hour when there's kids walking around. It's probably more scenic. And you're ringing a bell. <laughs> ring, ring. Yeah. yeah. Twenty five mile an hour. Ring, ring. <clears throat> Woo. You know what I did? I know I said last week I did. I did a run down the canal, and uh, it's the last time I'll do it, just because obviously there's not that much space on the side of the canal. And the amount of people running, walking, bike riding, and I'm like, I'm not, oh. I'm not doing that again. I'll just go in my quiet little park. Like that isn't that fucking quiet anymore. Well, <clears throat> like you knew my attitude towards the entire thing. I was like, okay. We're all in this together. Let's fucking smash this out. You know, six to eight weeks of fucking lockdown. It's going to be difficult. It's important to do. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a shame to say this. I've I've started following the the crowd a little bit. I'm sort of naturally just coming out of it. I mean, I'm not going out or doing anything. But as I say, I mean, the past in six to eight weeks, I've been to the park twice. But like I say, I was one of the dickheads that have been to um, to, to Starbucks. Uh, I do. I do have socially distanced visits, even though obviously it's not technically allowed to be done right now. Mm. Once a week, Mike and Rob, they will will sit in my yard. I'm here now. Can you see the size of my yard? Yeah, you can socially distance in there. Yeah, you can socially distance there. But even so, we're not supposed to do it. I'm on my own. I'm I'm on my own. Mike lives on his own. We've got no one to see. So it's become a little bit more difficult for us not you know, to be able to do that. But we, we, we did this for five weeks. So for, fa- for the uh, first five weeks, we held this shit down before it was like, right, I could do with <clears> seeing someone now before I go insane. I've started spending time with someone from, from work and I intend to carry on spending time with that person regardless of, you know, even though I really shouldn't be. But it's well, if you've been spending it's becoming, time with them though, basically, if you've got anything, you've got anything. You've been spending time together. Mm. So logically, it, it makes sense anyway. Yeah. It, it makes sense that it should be fine, but at the same time, according to the advice, it's not okay. But it's got to the point now where it's like, I mean, I've, don't get me wrong, I've, it's like I've got no sympathy for people that were in fucking Hyde Park the other day, pro- actively protesting the lockdown. Well, yeah. And I've also got no sympathy for those people that couldn't manage a week in lockdown either, before they started fucking around. But I've got a lot of sympathy for people that are really struggling now and are, and are just naturally trying to find some normality. And even if that is going against the regulations, and, and it mostly is, it's sort of, to me, it's becoming more understandable because it is getting harder now. Yeah. Even no, though yeah, we're at the tail yeah. end and you could argue that maybe it's only three or four more weeks of this, fucking, it's three or four more weeks of a game fucking mental for some people. Yeah, well, I, we are. I do. I do think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, though. How like the the government guidance, TJ. I I could, I could meet you in Burslem Park as long as we socially distance and one on one, and we could walk and we could chat and we could catch up. But I couldn't come and sit in your yard, which we can still. It's still outdoors. We can still socially distance. But I, 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 according to government guidance, I can't do that. But I can meet you in the park. I just don't understand. I don't get it at all. Makes no sense to me. If it makes sense to somebody who listens to the show, please get in touch with us and let us know why that makes sense. Because I, gen- I genuinely don't know. I'm not saying I'm going to go into the house. I'm not even going to knock on the door. You know, drop your text, dude. I'm outside, and then I can sit in your yard. You know. On the floor, if I have to, so I don't touch any of your furniture. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with reasons why I couldn't come in your yard. You know what I mean? It's see, I uh, might actually have the answer to that, and it's the precedence. Because if I, if we all say it's perfectly fine for people to come round and sit in my yard for an hour, then say to another person who hasn't got a yard, well, it's okay if they sit in my living room with all the doors and windows open. And then what's well, 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 taking that's in an extreme, that is. Yeah, but people do, don't they? Because people are generally fucking stupid. But then what's not to say to another person? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, just sit in, but we're not going to have the doors and windows open because it's a bit cold today. You know what I mean? And then the, and, and ultimately, what you get is a rave. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, kind of like, so it's one of them. So I've been, I've been trying to be discreet about it. Just, just 
so I'm not trying, so I'm not taking the piss. But I asked my neighbours, is it okay? My upstairs neighbours that live up this staircase here, is it okay if I have two friends around in the yard? They were like, that's fine. If they had a problem with it, then we wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, but you know, it's 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 difficult, and but I don't know. It feels like I don't know. I think part of me thinks that the right at the end of this. There may be an argument to say that maybe the lockdown in the way we did it was maybe a little bit excessive. Yeah. Because going back to the Nightingale hospitals, they were never used. We never even even got near capacity for the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Which we was shut, whole... down, oh. shut down sixty six million people for thirty three thousand deaths. That's still the. And I know there's the argument. What's the price on a human life? Yeah. There is a there is a price. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Price. But there, I don't know there what the price is, but I'm sorry, there is a price. Lord Lord I can't remember what Lord it was. Lord Farquhar I was calling him. He was being <laughs> a bit of a cock. He was saying he was saying that basically a pandemic that's had a mortality a mortality rate right now for what this has compared to how much we've shut down the economy isn't really any good. Isn't really fit to scale. Yeah, um, and we shouldn't have done it. It was over. It was over. It was a two, two more. It was over. It was excessive. It was well, blah blah blah. So at the same time, time really isn't... knew which way it was going to go. But they were predicting. To, I mean, we've gone over the twenty thousand deaths. We're now at, at, at thirty-three. So yeah. if you if you only if, if we were expecting twenty thousand, and we can, and there's a definite argument there for thirty-three thousand deaths, which are tragic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being a prick about it. But, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. we've what we've potentially done to the country. You can't argue that maybe, I mean, when, when you look at other countries, and I say, and again, it's difficult to compare countries because in one country where, you know, herd immunity appears to have worked pretty well, it's clear that if we didn't look down in this country, there would have been considerably more deaths. So even comparatively to, like, population size, us, not, us doing the same thing that Sweden did, we would have still comparatively lost a lot more people than Sweden have. So there's this well, we don't know that. genetics where you know where you're born in the world, sort of the uh, the way that people sort of maybe socially interact generally, uh, and how sensible people are in any sort of community. Just you know, in it, just just based on the culture. But again, if you, if if they were trying to keep the deaths around twenty thousand, still. Maybe a little bit excessive, but you know, it's it's. There's going to be a lot of questions that need to be asked and need to be answered at the end of this. But we need we're going to have to wait a while. We need we need real numbers because again, we're we're saying thirty three thousand deaths from COVID. Now it's thirty three thousand deaths with COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we need we need to have a look at what the what the legitimate death toll was. And don't get me wrong. I mean, any, <laughs> and if that's any, really low, any, and if that's any, really low, we'll never exce- find out. Any excessive deaths from, from this are going to be tragic, of course. But I don't know. It's it was kind of this. This was a pandemic. This was this was a, a deadly disease, and people were going to die. And it feels like a, there's a, a big argument: the fact that you know that no, a lot of people are sort of saying that may, that you know nobody should have died of this if we'd have acted sooner and, and done this, that, and the other. No, people were going to die. No, people, yeah, of course they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of like. I don't know. I bet you, TJ. I bet TJ did. I bet you next year we start to see a rise in flu deaths around this time, in pneumonia deaths at this time next year compared to this year. What you mean, the ones that we've written off as COVID nineteen? Yeah. Just other things, yeah. Yeah. So next year we'll see a spike in all of these things. Oh, just just quickly, just just meant just to talk about the actual disease itself. Uh, I did. I did actually attempt to do a final game. I had a quick look at the news, uh, just to see if that affected. Don't talk to me, TJ. I did. I did see it was just. It was just a headline. I've not looked at it properly, David. If you want to have a quick look, or if you see anything, but it was saying, COVID virus not started at wet market. So. Um. Um. So. So there is. There is a. There is a. A, a theory that's circulating, at least in the media. That the original assumption that it was caused by a diseased bat being eaten at a wet market may not have been the been the cause. 
I mean, the first two newspapers that pull that headline up are the Daily Mail and the Sun, so I'm, there's a good chance I'm not going to read them. Um, <laughs> um, and do you know what, Dave? I, w- I wouldn't blame you, mate, because, um, you know, it's, it's like, there's... No, it's not just them. It's uh, every, the fucking Metro's on here as well. The Guardian, they, they were all fucking on here. You know we don't follow the Metro. We've discussed We've discussed before. the Metro. <laughs> also, um, also uh, we've had no news on the Newcastle United takeover. Um, landmark study suggests it was taken into the area by somebody already infected as Beijing thwarts efforts to establish source of COVID-19. Ooh. Something to look into for next week, boys, because it's that time of the day, that time of the evening where I've got to wrap the show up. And we're done. We're done. Oh, can I just go out on a shout to everybody who subscribes to the podcast? Can you like the podcast? Can you subscribe to it? Can you tweet us? Can you interact? Maybe a little bit if you've got this far into the show, if you don't mind. <laughs> also, current update for the Newcastle United takeover is there has been no news. <laughs> um, Dave, the moment this if this Newcastle United takeover happens, I want a podcast assembled. I will be wearing full Newcastle United Arab Arabia, Saudi Arabia get up. Just just said, just drop the message. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I've, I've actually I've actually got my outfit ready. Uh, you got you a ready? second, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> That's the one. In his, hang on. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be us. That'll be us if it goes through. Buying all the I major believe, players. I believe this is this is the traditional celebration over there. Oh, as well. There's also mate. that one, isn't there? There's also oh, that mate. one. But that's the one. We'll, that's the one we'll be doing. Oh, if this goes through, we'll be happy. Yes, and if if anyone's wondering, I did just do a racism. <laughs> and something something that um, did a descriptive. It was a descriptive. Yeah, something that TJ didn't do last night, which. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain he just sat and cried. Was that he didn't watch uh, the BBC's Eurovision footage because it's? I didn't. It was. It was. It was far too painful. It's too painful that Eurovision. Eurovision was going ahead this year, so I didn't want any part in whatever they were fucking limping to the barn with instead. Um, I will say I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Eurovision because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to stir up uh, bad thoughts in TJ's head. Uh, but I will say to everybody, go and look for Iceland's entry and watch the video because it is fucking brilliant. And on that note, a big thank you to everybody that subscribes. You guys are awesome. If you don't subscribe, why the fuck not? Just press the subscribe button. It's really, really easy. We're available wherever podcasts are available, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also now on YouTube. So if you don't use any podcast apps, but you use YouTube on your TV, maybe you can listen to us on YouTube. Um, just, just subscribe. Just follow us on all our social media. It's awesome. We put out no content on social media, but it's there. You can follow us if you want. It's uh, oh, Cle- Cleon's waving. Cleon's waving. Oh, Cleon's waving at TJ to mute because he's he's, oh, making, so, he's making noises over the top of me while I'm doing this really over-enthusiastic voice while I'm talking about all the places we're available on social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Shingler's Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Shingler's List PC. You can follow me at Shingler MVOC. You can follow Cleon at KL Bewley. And you can follow TJ at TJ Harlot. You guys are awesome. And we will see you next time. <laughs>